everyone, and welcome to Hayes' Higher Learning. My name is Ashley Hayes, and this week we are going to talk about the concept of forgiveness. In the last couple episodes, we covered trauma and understanding what we feel. And I want to give us a holistic view of forgiveness, one that includes accountability and giving yourself permission to be angry. The sources for this episode are Calling in the One by Catherine Woodward Thomas and The Book of Forgiveness by Desmond and Info Tutu. I was actually raised in the church, and most of what I learned about forgiveness was that we had to do it, and we had to do it fast. I remember hearing the Bible verse about forgiving people 77 times, seven times a day, and I thought that meant regardless of if somebody hurts you, you have to forgive them again and again. And what I believe now is that there can be no forgiveness without boundaries. And in Calling in the One, Woodward writes, forgiveness should only occur once one's boundaries have been firmly established and personal safety restored. She says that can only happen in a climate of total acceptance and honoring of one's anger and indignation. I love the word indignant for some reason. (laughs) I want to zoom in on this because I think it's really important that we understand the role of acceptance and anger in forgiveness. She says that um, if you forgive someone prematurely, you rob yourself of vital energy to take actions on your own behalf. So pretty much when you forgive someone before they've been accountable or before you've dealt with what happened, you then take energy that you really need to keep yourself safe and to keep them from repeating the same behaviors. Um, And if somebody does something fucked up to you, you have a right to be mad about it. Um, As Solange said, I got a right to be mad. But you don't have to be pressed. And she writes that seeking revenge is a sign of people who have a disempowered relationship with anger. And so when you do have an empowered relationship with anger, you feel the anger, you express it and you do it without harming others or seeking revenge. And then you let that emotion go. And I think the opposite of acceptance is this idea of being pressed, wanting something to be different than what it is and wanting somebody to do certain things. Some people don't have the tools to be accountable for the harm that they've caused or the tools to heal what they hurt. So for your safety, it is best that you implement boundaries and ultimately forgive them. Self-forgiveness is, of course, the most important form of forgiveness. Sometimes we do things that are out of alignment with who we are, who we say we want to be. And the worst thing you can do is keep doing something you know you have no business doing. If you have done something out of alignment or trusted somebody who didn't have your best interest at heart, forgive yourself. Part of that is redefining boundaries. Decide for yourself what's okay and what's not okay. Build trust with yourself by respecting the boundaries you put in place. I wrote a haiku once that says, forgive yourself for not being who or what you thought you'd be by now. If you can do that, you can constantly renew your relationship with yourself and redefine what self-love looks like. I think you can either learn from your mistakes or you can be defined by them. And I would love for us to choose to learn from them and to not let them tailor our perception of ourselves. And so just as much as we forgive ourselves, we have to also be accountable for the way we show up to ourselves and other people. If you have hurt someone knowingly or unknowingly, accountability can speed up the healing process and really assist in building trust. I don't believe you have to be accountable in order to be forgiven. I do believe you have to be 
be accountable in order to continuously be granted access to people and spaces. And for a long time, I thought I couldn't forgive my ex until he was accountable. Then I realized I was giving him the power to change my actions. As cliche as it is, forgiveness is for you and not the other person. I was pressed for a while. Um, I wanted him to acknowledge what he did and reconcile. And it's so interesting that we use the term reconcile, which is an accounting term. When someone takes something from you or injures you, they create a debt with you and the universe. And most people can't afford to pay back what they owe, myself included. And they may not have the capacity to be accountable. So sometimes you have to write it off. Woodward says in calling in the one that her ex-partner actually took a project that she helped him start. And she began feeling resentment and placed herself as a victim. She then says she heard God or the universe or whoever say, yes, he owes you a great debt. However, we have incurred that debt and we are the ones holding it. And we will make sure that all that is due to you will be paid above and beyond what you can imagine. But first, you have to release him. Your attachment to getting restitution from him is presenting uh, is preventing us from being able to give you what is yours. And understanding that by forgiving others, especially when they can't be accountable, I make it so that the universe owes me. And that is a really cool side to be on because let me tell you, I've never not gotten back more than what I lost. And every single time they exceed my expectations. And I think um, in my rejection of traditional religion, I've adopted this idea of me having like these specifically assigned muses like in Hercules. Like they're just these badass black women who wear flowy white fabric. And these badass divine women guide me. And when a silly man hurts me, they return what's mine. Always, always they return what's mine. And so sometimes people do reconcile and take responsibility for their actions, and I have seen it. My mother and I are healing our relationship, and I explained to her that accountability was the only way that I could show up to do that. And she's of a generation that believes that parents don't have to be accountable to children. So much of the hurt I experienced as a child went unaccounted for. But I'm grateful, though, because she's unlearning that, and she's really been doing the tough work of learning to love a different way. And so really quickly, I want to go over the forgiveness process as defined by Desmond Tutu in the book of forgiveness. I think it's important to understand that this book was written by people who have survived apartheid and extensive terrorism in Africa. And while I don't believe in comparing suffering, I do believe in a broad view of forgiveness and understanding that there are people forgiving some really, really devastating things. And so Desmond lays out what he calls the fourfold path of forgiveness. And step one is telling the story. I talked about that in emotional safety. You don't owe anyone your silence. I encourage you to tell the story of what happened in a way that empowers you. For me, I wrote a book of poems. Um, I told my best friends and some mutual friends what happened. And when I first started telling the story, I was the victim. I was the person who um, got done wrong. And now when I tell it, there is no victim, only the story of what happened and then my forgiveness to that situation. The second thing you can do to forgive is name the hurt. In the healing trauma episode, I wanted to detail about the types of trauma we experienced. Name those things, write them 
them in a journal. It's like diagnosing a wound. You get power simply by saying what hurts. Step three is granting forgiveness. Here, this is where you tell the person that you have forgiven them, but only do that if it doesn't put your emotional safety at risk. Um, he talks about people who have visited their family's murderers in jail or writing people letters. I've actually typed the text to the dude I used to see. And when you forgive, you are starting a new beginning and you can do that with or without that person in your life. And he takes us into step four, which is renewing or releasing. Releasing the relationship is the best option when people cannot or choose not to be accountable for the harm that they've caused. Sometimes you just have to let them go out of your life. It is especially necessary for those who have passed on. And you release the person and move on with your life without wishing them harm. And you release your need for closure and your need for understanding. Um, the tutus write, renewing a relationship is not restoring it. We do not go back to where we started before. We create a new relationship out of our suffering, one that is based in the truth. And this is the option that must include boundaries and collective conversations about what the relationship will look like. Anybody who is not willing to face the grief or anger they caused you, who wants you to stop being mad or wants you to stop feeling what you feel, is not ready to renew a relationship with you. Really quickly, I want to go over ways we can be accountable in our actions when we are the person who harms somebody and we need forgiveness. Um, the first thing you can do is apologize as soon as you are aware of the harm you caused. The second thing is respect any boundary that person sets. Do not harm them again by showing up if they ask you to stay away. The third thing you can do is if you have harmed them, and they want you to show up, do not harm them more by distance. If you can show up and both of you can be safe, engage in that process. Number four is to offer to make amends. Respect their right to decline. Respect their right to define what an amend is, okay? Five, understand the difference between consequences and punishment. You should accept consequences for your behavior. You should not accept punishment. Okay, you should not accept somebody intentionally harming you because you harm them. Six, identify your own wounds. Heal yourself. This is your responsibility. Number seven, demonstrate your understanding of your harm through what you do. Bell Hooks write, love is as love does, not as love says. Words are cute and all that, but what are your actions saying? And number eight is forgive yourself. This is the only forgiveness you are entitled to, but it is the best forgiveness that you can have in any situation. Thank you all so much for tuning in with me this week. I hope you have a better understanding of forgiveness and accountability and the roles they play in our relationships. I am working, I'm always working to forgive. Sometimes I have to forgive the same thing over and over because forgiveness is not a linear process. If you dig what I'm doing, let me know through your support by supporting Ash by supporting Hayes's Higher Learning. You make it so I can keep dedicating time to this work and practice social justice by giving people the tools and resources they need. You can learn more about support options at www.ashleyhayes.com slash Hayes' Higher Learning. The song of the week is Pretty Wings by Maxwell. Thank you so much for tuning into Hayes' Higher Learning, where together we are learning better, doing better, and being better. Y'all have a great week. Mm -hmm.